The first reading today is from Psalm 128. Happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labour of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall go well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Thanks be to God for these words. Amen. Our Gospel reading for today is taken from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13 and verses 31 to 33 and then 44 to 52. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down and put the good into baskets but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. May God help us to understand something of his word from that reading. Amen. Today's Bible passage offers us a, a smorgasbord of, of parables. And probably that in itself says something of what the kingdom of heaven is like. They indicate the overflowing, the life-creating love that characterises the kingdom, pointing to richness, complexity and transcendence. The kingdom of heaven is present, bursting forth from the smallest, the most insignificant, the most familiar, and yet at the same time it is beyond our language and our understanding. The kingdom of heaven is like what happens in the story about mustard seed. 
or yeast or hidden treasure or a merchant searching for fine pearls, a net with fish of every kind. And so from that we can infer that the kingdom of heaven is like so many other things as well. The kingdom of heaven is transformation, it's discovery, it's hope, it's joy, it's growth. It's a reordering of our priorities and a recognition that God is in and amongst us. Today I want to focus on that first of those small parables, the, the parable of the mustard seed. But I would warmly commend to you um, the work some friends of mine at Applecast did several years back. Uh, and there is a link at the end of this service that you can go and have a look at a short drama they did called The Collector, which looks at that parable of the merchant in search of fine pearls, the parable of the hidden treasure in the field. Prior to the passage that we have for today, Jesus' identity has been challenged by, by the religious authorities and even by his own family. And so he is keen, therefore, to demonstrate that he is of the kingdom of heaven. He's not just a prophet in the world. And so these parables are part of his explanation of who he is and what his work is all about. The old adage says that small things can make a big difference. I think that's fair to say that that's part of what Matthew's Gospel is offering to us today. The parables of the mustard seed in verses 31 and 32 and the parable of the yeast in verse 33 are occasionally referred to as parables of growth. And we can be familiar with the idea that from something so tiny, a massive plant can grow or a huge amount of food could be produced. So much life and nourishment can result from something so tiny, so easily overlooked or disregarded. Jesus then continues to demonstrate that seemingly small things can have great impact. Let us think of those times in history where something seemingly so small or insignificant, the ripple effect of it has been earth-changing, world-transforming. The tired woman on a bus who flouts the law and says she's not giving up her seat any longer. The lawyer who walks 400 miles to the sea and makes salt illegally defying the tax laws of his country. The young girl who escapes assassination attempts and defies everyone by speaking out, saying that girls have a right to education as well. Mustard seeds, and yet through them, a great tree of hope, of justice, of liberation, has been grown. Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven as a place of hospitality, of life and sustenance, 
The kingdom is not a place of regulations and red tape, a place instead of life and of welcome. In today's world, even small signs of the kingdom of heaven can bring transformation, life and welcome to those who are in need of freedom and grace. It takes one small thing to change the world, to bring life and welcome and to offer grace. When believers break the bread, when a hungry child is fed, praise the love that Christ reveals, living, working in our world. After all, does, does not the very story of the Gospel of Jesus begin with God working through the small and seemingly insignificant, a tiny child wrapped in strips of cloth, entirely vulnerable and yet and yet is the embodiment of all of the hope and love in the universe god works his purpose out in strange and unusual ways small nudges forward tiny steps which cause seismic shifts in attitude Occasionally, I think we all look at the world and despair. Is anything going to change? And at this time, where economies are struggling or tanking, it's probably more appropriate, pandemics are seemingly going to be an increasing part of our lives. Governments, wherever you look, that seem to have too many working in them who are either breathtakingly incompetent or crooked, or both. Is there no hope? Is all of the challenges of our world, are they so big, so vast, that nothing is ever going to shift? When everything seems so heavy, so massive, God goes small. Things may take time, but the small things of good that we do now can grow into something bigger. I just think of the stories of, of so many of the, the great charities in our country. Organisations such as Bernardo's or the Cheshire Homes, starting with just one or two patients in seemingly freezing, uninspiring venues. Think how many millions have had their lives improved as a result of those charities and organisations. From tiny, small, humble origins, a heck of a lot of good has been allowed to happen. Let's think of the foundations of Methodism itself. One man, heart strangely warmed, and a horse. Hardly inspiring. And yet over 70 million in our world today are people of the Methodist Church striving to do what good they can in all the ways they can and so on. In the Greek, there is one variant word of the idea of time. The word is kairos. And in it, it, it symbolises an idea and an understanding of time where it is God's time. 
where suddenly everything starts to move and shift into place where things are transformed. In South Africa, in the middle of the 1980s, at the highlight of all of the violence and the troubles, at a time of deepest despair, the churches wrote a document called the Kairos document, saying that now was the time for God's justice to be imposed on one of the most brutal and evil regimes that humankind has ever known. That in that time of seeming despair, God was hard at work through the work of the church of, of inspiring leaders such as Trevor Huddleston and Desmond Tutu, demanding a justice, demanding that God's kingdom be established when there was so much that was there to despair of. When things are seemingly so heavy and so terrible, let us start those small acts of defiance against the despair and the helplessness. The kingdom of God is established by each of us in turn, carrying out those small deeds of goodness. Keep going. Keep supporting your neighbour. Keep on doing good. God is working his purpose out and he's working it out through you and me and all those of good faith, all those of good will. Do not wallow in despair. Do not spend your time idly sitting around speculating, wondering or hoping that there is promise in the parables but then do nothing but sit and wait for that hope. We are prompted in those parables for today to give attention to reorientating our lives to God and to reflect on how that is lived out day by day. The kingdom of heaven puts things into perspective for each of us. Yes, it will bring joy but it demands a response from each of us today. Lose your shyness, find your tongue, tell the world what God has done. God in Christ has come to stay. We can see his power today. God is working his purpose out, but he's working it out through the small things of good that we each do. And in those small things, a new kingdom might be built. May God give us the faith we need to be people of goodwill this week and forevermore. Amen.